0: radio brought to you by america's great loop cruisers association we're dedicated to sharing great loop information and inspiration with those actively cruising planning for or dreaming about a great loop adventure This is Kim Russo. I'm the director of AGLCA. Today my guest is Donna Stewart, and uh, she's probably familiar to many of you because she's been our guest before. Donna is the director of the Dismal Swamp Welcome Center, and she's with us today to give us an update on the status of the canal, which sustained some damage during Hurricane Matthew. So we'll bring in Donna in just a moment, but before we do, I want to take a moment to recognize and thank our Admiral sponsors who support AGLCA at the highest level. They are Curtis Stokes & Associates, Dog River Marina, Passage Maker Trawler Fest, Skipper Bob Publications, United Yacht Sales of the Carolinas, and Waterway Guide Media. As always, we encourage all of the loopers out there to support these businesses that support the Great Loop. Donna Stewart, welcome to Great Loop Radio. Thanks for joining us again.
1: Kim, it is so nice to be with you again.
0: And I am glad you're here because I know you've got some updates for us about the Dismal Swamp Canal. Before we jump into its current status, though, let's start for those who haven't done the loop yet and aren't familiar with the Dismal Swamp. Fill us in on the swamp and the canal and its historic significance.
1: Um, The Dismal Swamp used to cover approximately a million acres and um, was a formidable area uh, that some people were somewhat afraid of. There were all kinds of tales and legends about the Dismal Swamp. But in the 1700s, um, Colonel Byrd, William Byrd, proposed a possible way to move goods through a waterway, and that was um, basically how the canal... Came to be. It was a suggestion, and then it happened. And the canal starts in Deep Creek, Virginia, and it ends in South Mills. Of course, emptying from the Chesapeake Bay, the Elizabeth River to the north of us, and then emptying into the Pasquotank River, ultimately the Albemarle Sound to the south. So the canal was hand dug by quote hired slave labor, um, and uh, the canal is 22 miles long. They started at each end and worked towards the center. And we do have a crook in us where it's not a completely straight canal. There is a, a, a little a bit of a bend, um, but it is a beautiful scenic waterway that has been uh, refurbished or redone a couple of times. Originally, it was probably only about 11 feet wide and one and a half to two feet deep. And a flat bottom boat would have been used to transport goods with a towpath along beside it where someone might take a pole and walk and push that boat or ultimately a mule may drag it or pull it which would have been much better than any type of roadway that it could have been utilized. Um, Eventually it was deepened and widened when steam engines became available and they could use a larger vessel and today we are the oldest continually operating canal in the United States and The Army Corps of Engineers maintains this canal, takes care of it, and manages it. And um, there's used to be five locks that you're actually lifted up out of the lower waterways. Up, we're above sea level, about eight to ten feet, depending on tide and and Deep Creek. But you're lifted up into the canal, and then you're lifted, or you're you're dropped down and out of the canal. So um, we have two locks left today. The one in Deep Creek and the one in South Mills, and they are managed by the Army Corps of Engineers. We're beautiful Donald, here, too.
0: Uh, Well, and some of the greatest pictures I get from from members who are doing the Great Loop come from the Dismal Swamp Canal, because um, the water is so reflective that it creates almost, as you know, Donna, a a mirror image of the trees and the sky above. So some really neat pictures. Um, And actually, when I go out and give talks on the Great Loop, that's always some of the pictures I show, and people are really curious about the story of the Dismal Swamp Canal. So thanks for sharing some of that. One of the things I've I've heard on and off is that George Washington actually had something to do with, with... the development of the canal through the swamp. Is that true? And if so, what, what was his involvement?
1: Well, George Washington supposedly came here and called it a glorious paradise. He did hunting. He actually was a landowner. He purchased with a group, uh, made an investment in this part of the swamp. And But the intention was to, we had a, a lot of juniper or white, Atlantic white cedar trees in the swamp. And which was a very desirable timber and he his plan was to to drain the swamp ditch it log it and then farm it but at a certain point he became kind of disillusioned in it and went on to bigger and better things becoming the president of our nation first president of our nation but um, so he does have a history and some of the the ditches in the – we don't believe he had anything to do with the surveying or the canal itself, but there are canals throughout the refuge, um, the Great Dismal Swamp National Wildlife Refuge. There's a Washington ditch. There are other things that he possibly could have surveyed or was instrumental in those um, being dug. But he was a landowner. He was um, – he – he was here. So, yes, he is definitely a part of our history.
0: Mm-hmm. And you also have um, a pretty unique visitor center there um, for the Dismal Swamp. So, tell us a little bit about that for when boaters or other travelers come through. Um, this w- is a North Carolina NCDOT um, property.
1: We're a rest area and a state visitor center. So, we have tourism information for the whole state of North Carolina. Um, and we're on, located on the intercoastal waterway. And adjacent to our property developed in 2008, open to the public in 2008, is the Dismal Swamp State Park, which is a North Carolina state park. So it is a wonderful um, asset to Camden County. That's where we're located. We're three miles from the Virginia line. And we are a stop for highway traffic, waterway traffic, and also adjacent to the state park. So when boaters come here, they not only have the opportunity of having a place to, to stay the night or you know stay for a little while, um, but they also have the park with 20 miles of trails. You can rent a canoe or kayak, um, a bicycle. We actually loan bicycles on the paved trail that Camden County manages. Um, they have a very nice visitor center with exhibits about the history of the swamp the animals, they have a boardwalk. So we're more than just a stop. You can really do some outdoor recreation while you're
0: here. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think you're the only um, welcome center that I know of that's a welcome center and a rest stop that serves the the highway traffic on one side and the boating traffic and the waterway on the other side. So I think that's, that's pretty unique. We, um, we believe you're right. <laughs> yes, only one I've come across. <laughs> um, I, I do want to stress to our listeners that um, – The Dismal Swamp Canal is a route choice on the Great Loop, so it is closed right now, but that does not mean that the path around the Great Loop is cut off because of that. There is another way you can go in that area um, to continue on the Great Loop while the canal is closed, Um, but the canal is certainly um, something not to be missed when you can navigate it. So, um, Donna, fill us in. Um, the canal has been closed since Hurricane Matthew back in October, I believe that was. Um, so October what, the 8th. What's the known damage at this point to the canal from the storm?
1: Okay, I want to clarify to everybody I am um, the director here at the Visitor Center, and I am not, I don't work for the Army Corps of Engineers, but we do work closely with them, you know, trying to get updates and stay informed about what's going on. So I'm going to relay some information that I'm aware of. Um, the storm hit our area behind Hermine, or Hermine uh, Hurricane, um, the mm-hmm. tropical storm Julia, was um, about a week and a half before Matthew. So we sustained, probably in a matter of just a few weeks, about 25 inches of rain here locally. And um, the rain from Julia, we didn't have as much wind effect, but then when Matthew came in, all that saturation of water, along with the wind, We had well over 100 trees that went down in the canal and the feeder ditch. Um, The water was so high, it was at a historic level. Hurricane Floyd, I am told, was our benchmark to date for the highest levels in the canal. It was literally spilling over the lock gates and um, breaching the banks of the canal down near the village of South Mills. The village of South Mills suffered quite a bit of extensive extensive damage and flooding um my own father's home flooded 87 and never flooded so a lot the the city of deep creek um they had a lot of flooding as well so it was a massive storm uh with a lot of destruction for us locally as well as i knew i know um, plenty of other places in the state of north carolina but um the the water was so high the bridge that goes over to our state park is a floating barge bridge they were not open for probably a week and a half or two weeks because that bridge can only operate at a certain level of height of the water in the canal. So it affected a lot of operations. The Corps was not able to um, get in and do very much until the water levels started receding and they could actually operate the gates. And we did have some people that were stuck with us during the storm. As soon as the Corps was able to get them out, They were allowed to get out but no boats were allowed to get back in so that they could assess the damage and take care of it they've been working diligently on using their barge the elizabeth and that that crew has been removing trees and what i have been told and seen photos of is that there were trees on top of trees you know you might pull one tree up and then lo and behold there's another tree under it so they have spent Many hours doing tree removal. Um, the whole reservation of people have been back to Lake Drummond and sometimes that is an excursion that they'll they'll take a dinghy and go back to the lake because it is beautiful. There is a dam back there as well. There's a boat house back there that the only thing from the air when they flew over, they could see the roof of the boat building. The whole reservation basically was underwater. So, um it was massive flooding throughout the refuge the State Park, the Canal, South Mills, and Deep Creek. So as you can well imagine, um, until the water would go down, there was not a lot of things that could be done. We are aware, I'm told, um, there was massive shoaling at the mouth of the feeder ditch that empties from the lake, which is a 3,000-acre freshwater lake and one of only two natural ones in Virginia. And... But we're also aware there's several ditches that empty into the canal. The Corps is having, uh, I understand, St. Louis District has the means and the capabilities to do a complete survey of the canal, and that is scheduled for this month. I understand funding has been appropriated, and, and they will be in here for about three days to do a complete survey from end to end, um, assessing what needs to be done to take care of shoaling. The Corps, I was told this week, has received special appropriation funds from Hurricane Matthew for work that needs to be done in the canal, and they are beginning that work. Um, again, they will need a little bit more assessment from the survey to be done, and that's that's scheduled, planned, and hopefully will be completed in the very near future.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well, and the um, fact that um, some funds have been appropriated is certainly good news. I know it was... Um, a lot of people were very concerned about whether and if the canal would would open back up and when that might be. So it does all this is great news. It sounds like a lot of progress is being made.
1: Right. And they've I think they've worked very hard. I know that um the Norfolk district had applied um that you know two of the three of the they had I think three requests for their district and two of them were related to the canal. And mm-hmm. so we're very pleased. I don't know how much funds they've received, but um I know that it takes an assessment and then it takes the means and then it takes a plan to take care of a problem. And I believe they are working towards a solution for that. Um, I am being very optimistic and I'm expecting to see some boats at our dock this spring. I can't guarantee that, um, but we're really hopeful. And we, we missed our whole fall boating season and we love seeing the boaters and visiting with them and, them sharing their stories and their pictures with us, and um, it was a lonely season this fall. We still have plenty of highway traffic, but the public enjoys seeing the boats and interacting with the boaters as well. So I am very hopeful that, that um, we will be able to have some traffic this spring.
0: Well, and I know loopers are hopeful as well. Um, It'll probably be late April is usually, late April, beginning of May is usually when a large group of loopers would be coming through there. Let's take a break for a moment. I'm going to play an ad from one of our sponsors. Then when we come back, um, we'll touch on any maintenance or repairs that is needed for the locks because of the storm. Okay. And then just, um, you know, a little bit about uh, steps forward from here. We'll be back in a moment. Northport Bay Boatyard is a complete marine service facility located on Grand Traverse Bay in Northport, Michigan. They feature over 85,000 square feet of heated storage, and they are offering loopers a 10% discount on heated storage, as well as a winter labor rate of $75. That's a $10 discount off their usual rate. For more information, visit www.npbby.com or call 231 Three eight six five one five one. Northport Bay Boatyard is a proud commander sponsor of AGLCA. We're back on Great Loop Radio. My guest today is Donna Stewart. Donna is the director of the Dismal Swamp Welcome Center. And Donna is sharing some um, what I think is really good news about the status of the canal and some repairs that are needed on it after Hurricane Matthew um, and all of the rain caused by the storms that preceded that as well. Um, so, Donna, tell us about the locks. Um, you mentioned that the water was coming up over the lock walls Um during the storm or in the aftermath of the storm was any damage sustained to them i don't believe so now
1: um about every 15 years the lock gates they the core budgets and puts that in their maintenance schedule um for repairs they literally lift the gates usually one at a time there's a river gate and then there's a canal gate Um, And they don't do them both at the same time under normal circumstances. Currently, right now, in Deep Creek, they've listed the river gate, um, and it is being sandblasted, you know, checked for any damage, repainted. They'll reposition it. Divers will be utilized to go in and get everything, you know, back where it should be. Um, The one in South Mills was done, I believe it was in 2013, I was able to go down there and take pictures off and on during the process. Robert, our lot master, who's very frequently there, and a lot of our boaters know Robert because he's such a historian and loves to share the history of the canal um, down at Deep Creek, I paid him a visit a couple weeks ago. I've taken a few pictures of the, the lot gate and the work that's being done right now, and Actually, the Rivergate was done in South Mills, I think, in 2012, maybe. But um, that is ongoing, and I'm told takes about 90 days from beginning to end. It is weather-dependent because they can't put a structure over top of it when they're doing this work, so they have to work in nice weather. But they anticipate that that would be done in about 90 days, and it was budgeted for this year. So that was a planned um, occurrence anyway. And they would not have been able to, um, you wouldn't have been able to transit the canal because of that maintenance during those months. But they choose to do it then, which is usually our lightest season. We don't have as many boats coming through in -hmm. January and February. Um, We don't start picking up until a little bit later on when it warms up. So that is being done right now. Um, Again, they did one on the Rivergate in South Mills. Back to your question about damage. I have been told some of the spillways, there's like little gate openings, and there was quite a bit of debris. And as you can well imagine, from all of that water and the force of that water, the spillways release water into the outer lying waterways to move it out of the swamp, the the lake, the canal, and into the outer lying waterways. In South Mills, it's, the area is called the Joyce Creek, and that – I understand had a lot of debris that had built up, and I'm aware that the core, the crew of the Elizabeth had gone down there and done debris work to help remove anything that got kind of crammed up down there. So Mm -hmm. I'm not aware of any damage um, that was done from the storm.
0: So it sounds like um, the locks are in, in good shape then. It sounds like the tree removal has gone well. Um, so the remaining issue really sounds like it's, it's how much shoaling there is and where it is. So you mentioned that the Corps was going to have a crew out there to survey the entire canal and look for that shoaling. Um, once they, they have figured out where the shoaling is and the severity of it, what are the next steps forward from there?
1: And, I, again, I don't work for the Corps, so I wouldn't know exactly mm-hmm. the details. I believe if the, the crew of the Elizabeth can take care of some of those items, they would probably do that. Um, they do have a crane on their barge. Uh, they may have to place bids out for contractors to do that. But I don't think any of those assessments can be done until they've done gotten the complete survey for them to know exactly what they would have to do, right. so um you know i i that's all speculation on
0: my part right. um well and thankfully um, and thankfully, the survey process itself is not a long process. you said it was just kind no, of a matter no, of um, days. We, I was told time. it would
1: take about three days to do, and of course I'm, i don't know if that's dependent on whether or not but um but that and that again it's planned um. I don't think there's a scheduled date as such or I'm not privy of it I don't know that Mm -hmm. but I am aware that it was supposed to be done this month
0: okay well Donna we thank you for the update are there any other um, pieces of information you can share with us at this point just real quickly I would like to say this has
1: truly affected Elizabeth City as well you know Lambs Marina and Pelican Marina are, are in our on our Camden County in our area and I know pelican had just been purchased by a new owner and uh lambs that i know this has been a challenge for them as well and elizabeth city misses our boaters too our partners over there um it's a lot of people when they go through the agency canal they just head on out they don't unless they're doing what we call the carolina loop they may not go to elizabeth city so all of us here in in our area are very anxious for all of the boaters the AGLCA community and all of our other boaters to come back and see us again. We're looking forward to being able to visit and see them all.
0: Well, and, and I know our members are extremely eager to be able to to come out and visit you as well. And when uh, word of the closure first happened, there was a lot of discussion on our members forum um, about what we could do to help get it reopened and, you know, talk of writing letters and things like that um, to the powers that be. And just want to stress that it's not quite time for that yet. Um, so, you know, if if and when it comes time that help from the membership as individuals is uh deemed to be necessary and helpful we'll certainly get that word out to you and tell you what's needed but for the moment it seems like the best course of action since since things are happening um on their own at this point is to sit tight and um just support the effort um as a group when needed is that about accurate uh, for what you would say donna
1: yes i would and i we're very appreciative of that and um and again i feel like um we are moving forward. We're grateful for that. We know sometimes it takes a little bit of time and effort to, to come up with plans. And I I do feel much better about this
0: than I did even a month ago. Mm -hmm. So. Well, good. Thank you for that positive information. Um, We really appreciate that, Donna. And I know you'll keep us up to date as things change.
1: Well, Kim, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. And again, please, um, I I hope all of y'all can
0: come see us soon. We hope we can, too. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, Donna Stewart from the Dismal Swamp Welcome Center, thank you for joining us. For all our listeners, thank you for joining us again this week. We'll be back next week with another episode of Great Loop Radio. Until then, safe cruising.